Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, welcome back to season 16 of Food for Thought. I can't actually believe it. I can't even believe we're on season 16. And I'm back in the studio here in London. It's fantastic. We've got the most incredible lineup of guests that are going to be bringing you the most fascinating conversations with nutrition, health and wellness fields. We've definitely gone above and beyond, guys, this time. I want to make sure that we have all the best information out there to equip you with the latest scientific evidence and research so you can, of course, live and breathe a healthy lifestyle, supporting you to make informed decisions because, after all, you're the ones that make the decisions with your life. A little bit about me, for those of you that don't know, I am Rhiannon Lambert, a registered nutritionist, Sunday Times bestselling author of The Science of Nutrition, many other books there too, the founder of Harley Street Clinic, Retrition, and the evidence-based supplements company, Retrition Plus. Over the next few weeks, my guests and I aim to use science-based research. So we're going to sort fact from fiction. There is an overwhelming amount of confusing health information out there. So join us to dispel everything that remains remains misunderstood within the world of wellness and as always thank you so much gosh we couldn't do it without you wonderful listeners honestly the messages i receive the support the love it's incredible and i can't wait to hear what you think of the new season so let's go Today's episode on Food for Thought sees not only a friend, but a successful entrepreneur who is managing several different businesses and juggling the highs and lows of motherhood. And she does this all in the eyes of the public. And this is hard because, as we know, life can be overwhelming, it can be intense, yet she always seems to take it in her stride. Now, this week's Food for Thought sees the fantastic Lucy Mecklenburg. She's a mom, she's an author, TV personality, a model and founder of one of my favourite fitness platforms results wellness lifestyle and not forgetting she's a bear grills survivor in fact it's where she met her other half ryan and let's talk with her today about her wellness journey building a successful business what it's like to live in the wilderness and of course her pregnancy experiences so a big hello to the fantastic lucy Hi, Rihanna, and it's so nice to be back on your podcast. I know. I know. Actually, I think about it. When we recorded the first time, it was back in the old studio. I think. How long ago was it? Years. I fell in our lives with two kids later. <laughs> yeah, literally. I don't think we had kids then. Doesn't everything? We didn't have children. No. No, were we pregnant? No, we weren't pregnant. It was before we were even pregnant. A long time ago. So basically, it was a very, very long time ago. But we're going to discuss today, obviously, the fact that you've got 
incredible businesses, you are an entrepreneur and you're balancing mum life. I know you've also just moved house. So thank yes. you for coming into London moved today. Moved house four hours as well. No, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't a local move. It was quite it was quite a move. But yeah, nice to be back in London for the week. No, absolutely. And obviously um, at the moment as we're doing this, Ryan's brothers and strictly, Ryan's about to start on Dancing on Ice. Yes. Yeah, it's really exciting. There's a lot, there is a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> and juggling it all with two very young children, three and one, the same as yours. Is, yeah. It's, yeah, it's full on. <laughs> I think we're just at that age. How do you find when you start the morning, you know, the whole us before kids, the whole, oh, we used to have like a morning routine, or at least you had something kind of nice that we used to do. How do you navigate that now, knowing that, you know, you've got Ryan going off to rehearsals here, you've also got work commitments and you've got the children. What are your mornings like? chaos I'm not yeah. going to say I've got them perfectly you know a perfect routine I don't think any of us have we go through phases where we're like well yeah we've got this we've got this all under control we're all organized and then you have a, a sickness bug or one of them wakes up at 4am as you know this morning right? <laughs> yep. yeah um but it's just trying to be organized I try and get up before the kids yeah. they they're pretty good sleepers at the moment but we're you know we're about to hit winter where's bug, the word so... touch the word yeah <laughs> I know <laughs> But I try and get up before the kids, get myself ready, get myself like a peppermint tea or something just mm. to like start my day, try and get ahead of everything and get everything ready for the kids and prep their food, prep their milk. And, but, you know, it doesn't always go like that. It, you know, <laughs> it, it doesn't. But I have to say you out of all of my my friends or, you know, mums that are equally juggling um, the work life balance, you are very chilled. Well, I think, think, come on. Come I don't on, think Ryan would you. agree with you. <laughs> you are my chill person. Like, I think maybe between you and Ryan, you've got this good dynamic. But I often think, how do you stay so zen? Maybe it's because you've lived in a jungle. <laughs> <laughs> you can survive Bear Grylls, the island. You can survive anything. Um, do you know what? I think it's definitely not the case. I think, like everyone, it's finding... I think juggling life in general is hard and you throw kids into the mix and work that's actually, me and Ryan don't work nine to five jobs. So I think for us, it's like having these like mini resets, like where we sit down and we talk, it's all about communication. And we say, right, what's not working, working with childcare, with socialising, with me and you seeing each other, with housework, with cooking, like whatever it may be. And just sitting there and, and just all what are our needs that are missing? Like, I want to work out a bit more. And he yeah. might say, I want to work out a bit more. And so we kind of like structure our next couple of weeks, but we do in like small sections you know it's really hard to like plan a whole year and six months or whatever but we you know we do it week by week and things like adding a date night in and add you know I'm gonna can you take the kids out this day so I can batch cook for a day so that'll make life a little bit easier every morning every dinner time you know things like that and is our childcare situation working for us and and how can we tweak that and do we need a bit more support um so it's kind of like yeah mini I call it our mini like little resets where we communicate and we you know we try and work out how we can improve our day to day I love it reset excuse the pun but I think resetting everything is perfect and about fitness let's go there you said working out and taking time for each other a lot of people will look at you online and they'll see RWL which by the way as you know I'm Huge fan of RWL. Have I've been a fan of RWL. We mentioned this last time. Since, since uni, I Since think. I was at uni. Before you even <laughs> took off, I remember discovering RWL and doing it in my uni room, which I, I love that we've got that kind of organic connection there. But how on earth do you fit workouts in? I mean, you own this fitness platform. You're having to go and film workouts. How do you balance that in the mix? It's I think teamwork. It's, I think it's really hard. It's teamwork as a family and between me and Ryan and everything else. And But... 
I think actually that is why RWL was made in the first place. 10 years ago, I didn't have kids, but I still had a really busy work schedule. And I was like, how do people get to the gym and back, get to classes and back, find the time for like, I don't know, whatever it is they, they do. Um, and I was like, I want to bring, you know, like a PT within your home. So if you have 20 minutes, you can literally go right up. This is what I try and do if I want to train in the morning. I literally set my alarm. Yeah. I have clothes that I can work out in next to me. Mm-hmm. I go and get a glass of water and I just press on my phone, go on the app and press the workout. And that's it. So that 20 minutes is utilised. Otherwise, that 20 minutes would be getting to the gym. Or And I know that works for some people, but I'm time poor and so is a lot of people. And I just wanted to make fitness accessible to everyone within your own home and also really affordable to for what you actually get you can do pilates yoga um boxing dance weights whatever you want it's on there i mean you guys were doing it first yeah we were the first uk online fitness platform that's amazing which is crazy yeah it's (laughs) insane and i think you're one of the first to be approved by the nhs yeah that was that was really really um exciting day for us as a business you know we work really hard and we've had our ups and downs of business as all 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 businesses do and when we got that that was like a really rewarding moment for all the hard work that we've all put in yeah I mean it's it's hard craft what what I've loved about it is the fact you had like 10 minute workouts (laughs) and my whole life I'd have people say there's no point even doing it if it's only 10 minutes but there really is it's about mental well-being just as much as physical and would you say the types of workouts that perhaps you choose from the app now the things you do have changed since having a family oh 100 percent. i view fitness completely different what i enjoy is completely different so before kids i was very much here i mean it was very it was trendy it was like the trend everyone loved it it was like quick high Mm. um impact interval training was the thing but you couldn't pay me (laughs) like i don't even know what the price would be but a lot of money to do a blimmin burpee now i absolutely hate that type of training and i've just i've just evolved and changed and i think after kids i kind of I kind of viewed exercise differently. I kind of want to um, reward my body because mm. it was so amazing and it created a life and it went through so much. And I, and I I don't know, I wanted to do like Pilates, strength training. I wanted to make it strong. And um, and don't get me wrong, these workouts, bar, Pilates, thing, weights, things I enjoy now They're aren't hard. easy. They're really They're hard. They're really hard. <laughs> but it just felt different I felt like I wanted to like look after and just get my my body as strong as possible and also make my body as healthy and strong as possible for future for having my kids and being there as long as I possibly can yeah. so the whole health my whole attitude to health completely changed it yeah. wasn't all about looking and feeling good it was like I want to be healthy I want to be here yeah. for as long as possible for my kids and I want to be strong and be able to play with them and you know I mean lifting up your kids is a workout in its own like housework and having children yeah. you're kind of getting a lot a lot in yeah. your day more than you were before anyway mm. yeah and I think I mean this would apply even to those listening that don't have children as well I suppose is the fact that I think something happens in your late 20s now, I know my friend Kagi calls it a Saturn return. She's into horoscopes. Other people just say it's what happens when you get to that point in life. But you do start thinking about longevity. You start thinking about how you're going to age. It's these things, the lines appear that you've never noticed before, the the aspects I think of... you realise you're not invincible, you suddenly. 
I think yeah. that's that 30 change, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm actually becoming a grown-up now. <laughs> yeah. No, no, this is just it. You do. You feel like you're a grown-up. and But there is a place for, obviously, HIT and all those different types of workouts, which is why you have them on your platform as well. Like, our, our friend Jenny, who's one of your trainers, she's, like, oh, she interval queen. HIT, LIT, like, that's her thing. She absolutely loves it. She loves it. it, yeah. Whereas we are not really that way inclined. I'm like, you, I want to breathe and take my time and do my Pilates. But I think that's just because the high pace of our lives means we need that time out for our mental health to be breathing at the same time as working out I'm convinced yeah. there's something in that but did you find so you've also done what was the show called where you're doing the gymnastics tumble BBC one tumble yeah that was yeah that was you hard. actually did a tumble that was literally yeah that was a really really hard show that was yeah. physically one of the hardest things I think for different reasons I've done I've cycled part of the Tour de France for a show mm. I've done Bear Grylls surviving with very little for 30 days on an island and Tumble was learning loads of different acro and gymnastics mm. um disciplines I don't know what you yeah yeah it. I should know yeah. I should know that um <laughs> and it was yeah tough and it actually it's great I like doing these physical challenges because it realizes how much your body can do mm. and that you're mm. capable of and and yeah, I mean, I don't know about after kids, though. <laughs> well, no, but this is the good thing is that... Although that is the hardest, the well, hardest challenge I've ever done. Yeah, I have to say giving birth might be the hardest thing. <laughs> and then obviously recovering from that. But RWL has obviously grown with it. So do you have any kind of tips that you'd give expectant mums? Um, I suppose in terms of focusing on themselves, because I look back... I was still just working like a maniac. I don't think I quite realised the transition ahead of me. Yeah, um, I think listen to your body. Mm. So as an overall, you, you're going through so many changes. Everything's changing, like physically, mentally. Um, your hormones are, as we know, crazy. So some days you just cry yeah. <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. Just make sure you've got a support system around you because it, a lot's going to change. Um, and if you feel able to move and get out and go for walks or do some training, it is really good for you. Mm. And I know everyone doesn't feel like that's the right thing for them. So I think you just have to listen to you. Like I didn't train till 13, 14 weeks because the sickness was just, oh my God, I ate beige food and I, I and I could barely do anything. And actually, you yeah. know what? It's what my body wanted. That's what I did. I listened to it and then I slowly got back into fitness. And I think just listen to your body and but try and move a little bit if you can mm. and eat well and you know and then work on that support system that you're going to need when baby comes because I didn't yeah. realize that I mean I know we had COVID babies yeah. but I didn't realize how important that would be yeah. when baby was here is having people around you to support you through pregnancy and through yeah. newborn stage I didn't too I think I thought that I was so capable in in myself at that time I was completely naive to the um what's what's the phrase they say it takes a village oh yeah I was naive to the village where is this village yeah where are they (laughs) well Covid was the exception but even second time round I knew this time I was like I'm just going to ask for every bit of help and actually I don't think I'd have made it through in Covid if we hadn't had each other because we were the only people we kind of knew that chosen to breastfeed as well or had managed to do that because even that in itself having a bit of support was vital yeah, it's a very hard thing to do without support. And yeah. it's, it's hugely lacking in this country in general, I think, breastfeeding support and support for new mums. In general, everything to do with being a new mum. Yeah. From yeah. what, for, what formula do you pick? And at the moment, there's um, a cost of living crisis. There's, this is a whole other subject, but mums don't feel supported that they can't even afford to buy formula packs. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of problems, I think, in the UK in general with how we treat new mothers. And another area is nutrition. Of course, it's my jam, but we have to be honest, no child is the perfect eater. And I know that my second was a bit like, 
uh, Roman in that he just wanted to eat everything. I remember Roman in tears because he'd finished his food. Theo's like that. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, I can't give you any more. That's more than my portion. <laughs> I know. And it, But then with my first, it was a little bit different with Zaki and... How do you approach nutrition? Because you've also had different battles in that area with the children as well. Yeah, so we had allergies mm-hmm. to contend with. Actually, we're completely clear of allergies now. And both of them, Roman had dairy allergy till three and yeah. Lila for, I don't remember how long it was, but the first stage of weaning, she reacted to dairy and wheat, which I, it was really hard, yeah. a lot harder than just dairy on its own. Wheat is in everything. Yeah. Um, so actually home cooking, like cooking from scratch was a lot easier. So going to restaurants, sometimes I had to take stuff with me um, and things like that. But I think for me as building a play, I just try and make it look fun, exciting, loads of colours because that's how I like to eat yeah. as well. And then when they can get to the stage to eat the same as us, we we literally sit as a family and eat the same food. Mm. And I think that hugely helps. And then you feel like actually there's less of a load because you're not having to make a million things for everyone, different things. And it is hard sometimes when you make lovely home-cooked meals that you're so proud of and they're just not interested. Mm. I kind of learned a lot from my mum with that is she just sort of went, not in a cruel way, (laughs) that's your dinner, you know, that's dinner and leave it there if if, if you're not hungry, but that's dinner. That's it, come back to it in a bit. And actually that approach has really helped me because... Nine times out of ten, Roman might go off and play or Lila and then come back when they're hungry. And I know they like it. They've eaten it before. Mm. But it's so frustrating. And I know there's so many mums and dads watching. Yeah. They're probably like, oh, this is... You've, you've spent an hour cooking them this lovely meal and they just they don't want to eat yeah. it. But, yeah, I, t- I kind of took that approach to my mum. This is dinner. This is what we're all eating. So, you know, and it is hard sometimes. But I think, yeah, just building a really interesting, colourful play and trying to give them a balanced diet. I mean, but then... I'm not perfect and some nights, you know, it's cheesy beans on toast. I'm not going to lie. (laughs) Do you know what I said to, um, so we have helped during the week as well. We've got a nanny for a few days and I said to her, please don't use the cans of baked beans because I want to use them at the weekend. (laughs) And do you know what? (laughs) Sometimes, and I'm a nutritionist and I'm, I'm open about that because I think it helps people listening that no one's got this kind of hierarchy of perfect um a perfect approach to children's food because no child is going to be consistent you know they push boundaries the reason they refuse something they've eaten before is because they want to show you they can choose for themselves they have an opinion and that's really hard and when they're poorly and then they're not eating it's just it's up and down but I love that you batch cook and you do a lot of that on RWL as well you've got a load of recipes on there yeah, we try and make a lot of recipes that are suitable for our whole family, but also really quick. Minimal ingredients, loads of cupboard staples, because sometimes it's just impossible to get out to the shops, mm. isn't it? And then I try and batch cook. Sundays, Mondays are kind of my days that I like to batch cook a few meals. Egg muffins, things like that for breakfast, snacks, and big spaghetti bolognese and, and stews and curries and things like that. Just easy things that you can grab. So then you do know that that evening that sometimes it will be dinner's toast because yeah. I haven't batch cooked anything. Yeah, there isn't anything okay. in and I'm exhausted. But then other times it's like, oh, yeah, I've got that in the freezer. So it just helps a little bit being organised, and especially when you know you've got loads coming up. I mean, organisation is key. You're right. If you don't have... So my big thing at the moment is if I don't roast a load of veg in a tray when I get home, then I know that my lunch the next day is out the window if I'm working from home. That's my thing. I just roast veg. Everything. And I blend it for sauces, put it in omelettes. Like, that's my go-to. And I think I got that from you because I remember you saying... okay, great. (laughs) I've seen... Because I did a food diary for you once and you were like, right, add some roasted veg into that salad. And I thought, oh, that's great idea and I yeah. love it it tastes like sweet and so delicious yeah. I just add it to everything talking about your personal journey with food and personal experiences 
you're under a lot of pressure. I don't I don't know how you do it. It seems like I said you you maintain a calm kind of steady state all the time. Maybe I'm a duck though, like I'm flapping. I think you are. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? And your feet are under the water, trying yeah. massively to keep up, but. You have to go on modelling shoots where you are wearing swimwear and obviously you are beautiful, but does that not make you feel a little bit anxious? I mean, post-children, how did you manage that pressure on you? Um, Actually, weirdly, even though my body isn't the same after children, I put less pressure on it because I'm like, I have had two children and I also put it into perspective. Does it matter if my body is the, what is perfect? What is a perfect body anyway? Come on, it's different for everyone. Um. And I just try not to put pressure on myself. You know, I try and eat well and exercise regularly, but that's all I can do. And yeah. that this is who I am and this is what I look like. And, and that's just it. But of course it comes with pressure. Of course, sometimes I'm like, I did my first swimwear shoot for Very after the kids yeah. um, in last spring. And I did feel a little bit, oh, because I looked different. I was breastfeeding, so my boobs were a lot bigger. You know, my, I, I just had Lila not long before, so my hips were wider than normal and things were just a little bit different. And you know what? I kind of embraced it and said, you know, this is what I look like. And actually, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of cool with it. I put so much less pressure on myself now per, for perfection yeah. than I did pre-kids yeah because you've been through such a journey I think with the media and obviously was it starting out as modeling before you went on on the show um or was it the other way around I did showroom modeling so I worked in London so I was a showroom model um yeah I worked in fashion before um and then yeah and then led into sort of a tv kind of career from that yeah because it's it's a vast lot of experience you've got in that area and I think it's so nice to hear a refreshing perspective and change and also so nice that brands still work with I shouldn't even be having to contest this still want to work with mums yeah I think it's an age thing as well like yeah over 30 had kids like you kind of go oh but actually I think the world's changing in a really positive way and yeah. I don't think that we're kind of kicked to the curb because we're over 30 no. anymore. <laughs> Thank, Thank goodness. God. Um, and I think that's a real positive change yeah. and, yeah, I've loved it. And actually, I think it's more it's relatable. I'm in my 30s, I've had kids and my body's a little bit different and that's okay. I can yeah. still I can still model and, yeah. you know. Absolutely. It's about time, I think. And I, what I think is so nice is that there's more role models, people like yourself, for the next generation coming up because all we grew up with was those glossy magazines of airbrushed images. Yeah. We just didn't have access to... That all every magazine cover was about weight yeah, and how was. you looked. But it wasn't even just weight. It would show if you've got spots. It would show if it, anything it could pick up They'd on. They'd zoom but in I'm, on it and do a red circle, wouldn't they? It was horrendous cir- circling, like, say, like, when there was a celebrity on the beach. And it's actually... I don't think we realised the damage that probably did to us all mm. then. And and I was... I, I actually think I was really lucky because in my home, my mum never went on a diet she never looked in the mirror and said she wasn't happy with the way she looked and and she actually was brought up with a mum that was always on a diet my nan was on a diet all the time and I think maybe she just went the other way because of that and she just ate balanced meals she you know exercised when she could and she had she never I don't think she ever wanted to see us see her say oh god I want to lose weight I'm dieting or on extreme diet she never did so I think that was a really positive role model in my life my mum um but unfortunately we all had these magazines telling us yeah you know and it's interesting you say that about the mother role model um just a little trigger warning for anyone listening but um 
in eating disorders the large majority of the time things we see in the nutrition clinic with our clinicians is the experience they grow up in what we call their food world and the dynamic that they learn about their relationship with food a lot of the time it's a parent that's been on a diet it's the language you use so for anyone listening if you have children if try and keep it private from them your your woes with your own body your self-esteem we just gotta we've got to keep that negative language away from children because that that pretty much probably saved you because of the environment you were in at the time and even like little rules i know it sounds silly my mum always said in the summer like one ice lolly or ice cream a day and i know that sounds like such a little thing me and my sister were laughing about it the other day because we still live by that like we see other people like they'll have like Ryan would easily have three ice, oh, yeah, ice creams yeah, yeah. a day. Yeah. And we still live by that rule now. We're Aww. like, oh, we've already had our ice cream for the day. That's so sweet. <laughs> you go, yeah, I have ice cream. But it's just these little things and always having yeah. salad, vegetables on on our plate for every meal. Things like that have just stuck with me and I think really helped me as my yeah. overall health, healthy, health, my nutrition health journey. But it is, you've got such a good balance with it and I, I can vouch for that having seen it. You've got such a healthy relationship with food. You enjoy enjoyed items and that's the key to it as well as, you know, you've got such a good balance. You go out way more than me for dinner. I'm so jealous. <laughs> I need to sort my work-life balance out because you eat at such amazing places all the time. Our food is life for me. Yeah. Me and Ryan are just absolute foodies. You are. If, if a new restaurant opens or a cuisine we haven't tried we, yeah. we we notice we're like right we're gonna book it and we're yeah. gonna go we absolutely love and tapas is our favorite if we yeah. can have like 10 dishes that we yeah. can pick from that is like our dream that's so i remember speaking to ryan pre-master chef and he was so into it yeah so keen to yeah. be like the perfect cook so well oh my god his truffle yeah. mushroom risotto he reminded so me i need to make it yes. get him to make me that again yes. i was pregnant and living the absolute dream yeah. while he was doing his training for master chef yeah. so he's at home like testing out recipes like two three recipes a day i mean my kitchen absolutely was <laughs> i was like oh my god it's such a mess but i'll take it for the food yeah i mean truffles are my favorite ingredients I, I think the last question just to chuck in there how do you cope with unwanted advice parenting unwanted parenting advice do you just not look at it anymore do you just kind of shut it down i think it depends where my hormones are yeah. at the moment <laughs> um i think it's really hard i think all negative advice whether it be parenting or not because when you're on social media and you have a big following on social media, you're always going to get that. So, um, And actually, family and friends around you sometimes say things that you're like, eh. mm. Well, you um, also get headlines in the press about what you say online. They yeah. pick it up and it's the next day, it's a feature in the sun. Oh, Lucy said this. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, I think as long as you trust what you're doing and your gut instincts and you're happy with, do you know what I mean, your mm. attitude to parenting or life or whatever it may be, um, just go with your gut. And, and actually, sometimes I turn it on the other person and think, well, what what's happened in your day and your life that made you feel like you had to send me this horrible message and actually when you think that you feel quite sorry for them that I would never and I'm hoping no one I know and in my circle of friends and family would ever do that so maybe they're in a really bad place so I just think go with your gut Mm. and you know that's all you can do really and try and try and block it out and, and maybe feel sorry for them. How did you get that trust, that circle of trust? Because I've spoken to lots of people on this podcast that have questioned, and I think obviously relating to nutrition, whatever field they may be in, trust is a huge component, I think, to a healthy relationship with yourself and others. It's, it's hard. I don't know the answer to that. I think yeah. I just get a good vibe from people. Yeah. And, you know, I come to you as a friend, as a nutritionist that I trust, and, yeah. and I, you know, and I know that, 
you're going to give me good advice as a friend and as a nutritionist. Well, you never know. Well, you never know. <laughs> Maybe I've been selling you, you some know. secret potion, Liz. <laughs> you definitely haven't. You definitely haven't. <laughs> no, for the record, I really haven't, guys. <laughs> Just so you know, shouldn't be putting myself down like that. But I think you're right. It's a gut feeling. And it leads me on to this particular question because we've got loads of questions from listeners today. Um, the one from Taylor here is that she said, I find it really, really hard to... Um, eat healthily I'm bombarded with advice I don't really know what to do um, have you got any top tips of recipes to stop myself reaching for children's snacks because I think we're, we've all been there I, I even ate Zachary's Gruffalo biscuits the other day oh god uh. and that's bad because they really don't taste great oh, they're do horrible. they because <laughs> they've got no sugar in or anything have they <laughs> I know um, I think like we were saying just try and try and be organised try and batch cook things because it is really hard but I'd mm. say my easiest thing that I've I batch cook and prep is like roasted veg sauces because they kind of go with anything and then you feel like okay I've got that covered that can go in pasta risotto it can go I can use the veggies for my um whatever dinner lunch it is but um it is really hard trying to be organized try and write shopping lists I know it sounds silly but if you don't write a shopping list you end up getting back with all this stuff that you can't actually do anything with or it goes to waste yeah so when you write the shopping list, make sure you've got a meal in mind that you're going to build with that shopping list. Because yeah. a lot of the time people go, this happens in the clinic all the time. It's like teaching how to shop because we've never been taught how to go to a supermarket so strategically. True. And did you know, so I had Chris Baven on, I think it was like season 30. I need to remind, remind myself what season it was. He does all the kind of um, how to shop well kind of TV shows. He told me the supermarkets gear it up in a very specific way so they put the aisles that people don't want to spend any time to, you know, at certain places where you don't see them, where you do see them. And it's a strategic journey around the aisle. No way. So they have people watching and they do market research like every month or two to turn over the aisles to make sure that all the stuff that's maybe gone um, at a faster rate last month is going to be at the front of the shelves to make sure that people keep buying those convenience products. And wow. then everything else to bit like I a, suppose it's a business. It's a business. Have you noticed that herbs and spices have got smaller on the shop shelves? So things cooking from scratch yeah. ingredients and then all it's the true. other it's just not there anymore that's so crazy it's there to trick us wow yeah because yeah i try and base my shopping around three meals and you yeah. actually find that loads of the ingredients cross over yeah. so then you're like it's less food yeah. waste less money but you probably will end up going back and forth around the shop for those ingredients because they don't design oh, it in I a do. way yeah where it's I easy must, for you if someone's watching on the camera i must look like yeah. a lunatic going back yeah. forward round and round and you're looking you're actually <laughs> spending time like where is this ingredient and it's because they've done it deliberately to put you off wanting to shop in that style wow i know anyway it blew my mind i remember thinking that so we all haven't been taught how to shop in the supermarkets it's crazy um bit of a question from Cecilia. How do you avoid all the diet trends and the myths? Um, I think she just assumes you go and maybe juice diets and stuff like that. It's... I've I've never really... I've only had my phase maybe trying the whole juice thing, but I could never live without food. So I'd no. have a green juice, but I'd still eat my meals. Yeah. I never replaced. And actually, I, I did feel great for just adding it in, but not replacing a whole meal from it. Um, but I think... I always think it's back to basics. Just go back to basics. Eat like your grandparents Yeah. Ate. You know, they had probably the smallest bit on their, their meal was probably their meat and fish. And then Half they the had, size of ours today. I can imagine. I actually saw you post something about yeah. that and I was like, wow. Yeah. And, you know, go back to basics. You can cook, cook as much from scratch as possible, but just just try and get different a balance of different things every day if you can and different colours on your plate. And I kind of just live by that. I don't really have any strict diet but to be completely honest I don't think I'd ever be able to stick to a 
no. to a diet because I just love food too much. <laughs> Do you know you? It's it's so true. You are the thing I have to say about Lucy. Everyone listening is that she really does love food, and there is there's never going to be an opportunity for you to ever fall victim to one of these fatty diets because you just you're not about that. You've got RWL. I think you've known for years that it's just about eating well and moving your body and feeling good. Yeah. The it, Mediterranean way of life yeah. is kind of. It's the good. ultimate for me. It's really good. And they live the longest, right? So they must be doing something right. <laughs> I know. I know they do. I, there's a lot of talk about blue zones at the moment and they all follow Mediterranean star diet, lots of pulses and things as well. Um, the last question I'm going to pick here because I feel like we answered the other ones there. Um, let's go to Sophia. Um, right. How do I make exercise fun and enjoyable so I can do it more often? So what would be your tip there for someone else to make it fun. Do you know, I actually think she's in a really exciting stage because she can go and try everything out. So either using RWL, because we have literally every exercise on there, or going to local classes, going for a run, going on a bike ride, what? Try every exercise. Maybe find a friend, family member or a friend to do it with you and just write. This I think this phase is really exciting. Me and yeah. Cecilia used to do this all the time. We used to Cecilia try out cracks me up. all the classes. She yeah. took me to this like Zumba style class yeah. in Miami. So her parents lived in Miami and we went to this Zumba style class and she didn't tell me they were like basically professional dancers. dancers. I thought I could move a little bit and follow a basic routine. <laughs> I looked, I was falling over my feet. Everyone just had this rhythm and the, oh my God. I was like, this is, <laughs> but anyway, it was fun. And then we'd try, I remember when bar first came out, yeah. Pilates, reformer Pilates, everything. Just try it out, go for a run. You might really enjoy mm. it and try them all out a couple of times. See how you get on. Find one or two that you love and then stay consistent. Because mm. if you enjoy the exercise you do, you are more likely to stay consistent yeah. and yeah, keep it up. So I would say this is actually, don't be nervous, don't be scared, don't be overwhelmed. Just have some fun and try everything out. Mm. And if nothing else, you'll have some funny stories. I love that, exactly. <laughs> and do you know what? I even remember when we were doing that dance thing on one of your retreats and we were both pregnant and we both had bellies and we just could not move. You know, <laughs> No rhythm, no coordination, no balance. <laughs> it was so funny. It was so funny. So yeah, go for it. Enjoy it. Now, that moves me on to our fact or fiction round. Are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. Let's okay. go, let's go, let's go. Right. You are never too old to work out. Oh, Fiction. Strength training can improve an array of health benefits like improving bone health and improved heart health. Fact and so much more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And just by the way, our strength training doesn't have to be lifting up weights. It can be the kids. Literally, yeah. <laughs> Anything there. It's impossible to fit a workout in when you're both a busy working mum. Oh, fiction. You can. It is hard. It can be hard. But yeah, of course. All workouts have to be intense and sweaty to be effective. Fiction. Thank goodness. Signing up to a new fitness or wellness routine and lifestyle can be hugely positive and healthy. Fact. <laughs> Brilliant. New mums should get advice from their doctor before starting an exercise plan. Fact. Being active and healthy means you have to spend hours in the gym. Fiction. Getting children involved in cooking can be an effective way of teaching them about nutritious food choices. Fact. And then in order to lose pregnancy weight post-birth, you must follow a strict diet and exercise regime. Absolutely not, fiction. We're going to touch on that <laughs> after. Um, falling in love with home fitness is impossible. Fiction. Brilliant. Right, let's just touch on this weight because 
you were very refreshingly honest about pregnancy weight. I think you may have had a bit more subliminal pressure on you because of the career you have in order to lose pregnancy because you gained a lot in your pregnancies compared to... Actually, second, you didn't. It was the first no, one with I Roman. No, I gained four with Roman, four stone with yeah. Roman and three stone with Lila. Yeah. Uh, roughly. I mean, I tried not to weigh myself too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but I kind of wanted to and they, they did weigh me. It's optional, isn't it? The yeah. midwives say if this is triggering for anyone, you don't have to look at the numbers, but sometimes they do it just to check the growth. Yeah, exactly. So I, I did, yeah, so three stone and four stone, which is, yeah, it's quite a lot of weight. But I didn't, it was really strange because afterwards I was worried how I would feel about my body and the this weight that I'd never had before. Um this extra weight that I'd never had before but actually I was really chilled like it was it wasn't until six months po- postpartum I actually started training again I remember yeah but I actually it did naturally go um I think I left the hospital two and a half stone lighter so these people that used to say to me oh you can't put on more than half a stone when you're pregnant I lost two and a half stone giving birth uh, I know so that was obviously water Fluids, baby placenta yeah. everything um so just anyone listening that is worried about that like please you know, please take that on board and, and, and don't worry too much. Um, and yeah, it naturally came off. I just, I ate a bit beige and at the beginning and I was breastfeeding near enough every hour for mm. months and it was really, really tough. But at six months when I was getting a bit of sleep and I felt good, I really focused on my nutrition. Ryan was feeding me really well, I should add. Yeah. Um, really good breakfast yeah. that I needed after long marathon nights of breastfeeding. Um, and then at six months I was like, right, actually, I'm going to I'm gonna do a bit more than walking now. I want to start mm. some Pilates. I want to start some weights. And I got back into a rhythm and naturally the weight, that the it did come off but I didn't I didn't try and a lot of my friends when they ask for advice I say just try and rest firstly rest recover let your body recover yeah if you train too early that I think it puts so much stress on your body I mean you'll know more about this than me Ray but I think that stress is going to have the opposite effect absolutely uh one thing that you just said you didn't exercise till six months postpartum which is so good to hear because a lot of people you see online now oh six week check here I go. I mean, we're great for them. If good they for them. feel ready and they're yep. getting enough sleep and they feel good and they've been checked, they've yeah. had their checks. But and not everyone great. can do that. But in reality, I think a lot of us are very sleep deprived, very yeah, tired. tired. And I couldn't think of anything worse. Nor could I. <laughs> I think it took me more like 10, 11 months, second time around, to even mm. want to think about it. I was just exhausted. And also, your day to day being a mummy is. He's, you know, you're doing a lot. Yeah. You know, even the housework, the washing, the up and down the stairs to grab, the, you know, everything, yeah. lifting the baby up and down yeah. constantly and getting in and out the car seat. No one tells you about how, how oh, heavy a car seat is. Oh my goodness, <laughs> I know. And then getting the prams in and out of the car, all of it. So is... weight training pregnancy, maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Add yeah. that in. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, Luce, I could talk to you forever about all of this. We do have to wrap it up, but we always finish with a take-home message and a food for thought. So... I mean, I'll start by just saying how refreshing it is, first of all. Obviously, seeing your journey flourish has been amazing from what I've been a part of it with you as a friend. But equally, the fact that you've got this incredible platform that is NHS approved, which means that it's it's decent. Anybody, you've even got chair workouts on there for people that cannot move, you know, with mobility, that just to get moving a slight bit. Exercise and nutrition is about mental health. It's about being present. It's about being able to be there long term with your family. And I think so often in today's society, like we've discussed, that gets forgotten. So my take home is really just everyone, you deserve to be happy and healthy, I think. Um, 
what would your take home tip be? I'm not sure how I can follow that, Ray. Oh no, mine's um, always waffle. The oh guest is always way more coherent than me. <laughs> oh God. I mean, we've had quite a, a chat today. I actually think, you know, we've spoke about fitness and nutrition and the, the struggles of being a new mum. And, and I actually think taking a break for yourself might be a good we're all so busy and we put so much pressure on ourselves to look a certain way getting our workouts us and our kids our families to eat eat well eat mm. balanced uh, eat a balanced diet but actually we haven't really spoke about how maybe we need a little relax a little yes. chill time to taking the hint us. taking the hint <laughs> <laughs> Ree, maybe she's a workaholic super mum yes. over here i think i do need a break and actually sometimes we need to take a step back for ourselves and get a little bit of me time in and a bit of think about what you want to do what like what you're missing and and the other day I just like went for a coffee and a walk on my own for like two three hours and it was like the best feeling ever and I just (laughs) needed it and I the other day I had an afternoon nap I mean (laughs) good girl but these things are so important and actually we focus so much in nutrition and Mm -hmm. fitness but actually sometimes mindset like taking a little break looking after our mental health I think is just as important if not more important oh see I told you your take home message would be amazing (laughs) Lucy thank you so much for coming on Food for Thought thanks Ray right that's it if you're enjoying food for thought you will love what we have coming up in future episodes i have no doubt so if you're not already you just have to hit the subscribe button on your podcast app so this means you get a little notification bell i wish i'd known about it earlier so you don't miss out on the new episode and it comes out every single monday we've been doing mondays since the start of food for thought we're now on series 16 there is a lot of misinformation out there and i really hope that we're continuing to bring you the latest research along with our special guests to ensure that you're just getting the best experience possible so if you are enjoying our episodes and you're learning lots then please do leave us a review or get in touch this will help enormously and ultimately help us reach more people and make sure we're doing the right thing by you and giving you the right information so if you want to learn more about the best-selling books the clinic perhaps you need to book in to see one of our fantastic clinicians or to find out more about retrition plus you can find everything you need to know on retrition.com and you can follow of course me on retrition on all social media platforms yes i'm even on tiktok now guys so you can head over there and check it out 